Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Read My Lips Radio. So happy to be here. I'm Red in the house, and I have two really interesting guests today. This show is all about creativity, cool conversations with creatives. The gentleman's voice you heard introducing me so wonderfully is Ryan Treasure. I call him the VP of everything. He is the Vice President of Operations at Voice America Radio, and I'm so happy that he agreed to do the intro. So here we are. Before I start, I want my guests who are unnamed yet. We've got Jerry Zezima, and we've got Melissa Concesio. I want you both to join me in doing a shout out to LLL, lovely lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listeners. Okay, listener, here we go. One, two, three, Laura. One, two, three, Laura. Come on, Jerry. Laura. 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 There we go. LLL, we're thinking of you. And I have to tell you, I've started a GoFundMe campaign because Jerry, she lives in Whitestone. And she needs to live in a place that starts with an L. So we're taking up a campaign for lovely, lanky Laura Legs, LLL, to move to London. So if you want to tell people. see, And she thought it was somebody said move to Larchmont. And she said that's not nearly as glamorous as London. So, Laura, we're trying to raise the funds to move you to London. Thank you. Anyway, I have two wonderful guests on and I am so lucky. I'm here on Zoom with them. I can see them think. I can watch them talk. This is what I call nuanced radio or anything you want to call it. And I'm so happy about Zoom for radio. I should have started years ago, but here we are for all kinds of reasons. So let me tell you a little bit about my two guests. One I know very well. The other one I just met a few weeks ago, Melissa Concesio. She spells her last name C-O. N-C-E-S-S-I-O. I met her at the National Virtual Publicity Summit hosted by Steve Harrison, Bob Bradley Communications a few weeks ago, a few months ago. She's a business strategist and personal development expert, and she helps individuals, people like all of you and companies, big companies, develop creative solutions to logical problems. Now, there's a lot for Melissa to unpack for us. So we're not going to be talking about corporate problem solving or end-to-end processes or digitalization. We're going to be talking about the people aspect, right, Melissa? The people aspect. And you're going to tell us a little bit about what you do. And she's the author of an interesting book coming up. I have one chapter. I have a sneak preview. Very nice of you. Go find yourself. Okay. Brutal life lessons to stop fighting yourself and start loving your life. And I love that. Melissa, welcome. Why don't you just say hello to the audience and just tell us just a little tiny bit about what the book is about other than brutal life lessons. Go ahead, Melissa. Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. So it's amazing to be here. And I'm super excited to talk about that book because it's going to change your life like it changed mine. (laughs) Brutal life lessons. I think when we look at life lessons, we think about it as being bad. We think about the bad lessons as being bad. But when you look at it in retrospect, it's actually good for you. And that is what the book talks about. It's about finding yourself through the bad lessons in life and laughing at yourself through life. And so there's the creativity is learning to take, I w- am I going out on a limb here, Melissa, take a creative approach to the fears. I know you talk about fear yeah. and we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that. I like that. It's about time we learn to laugh at ourselves. And speaking of laughing at ourselves, the gentleman who's on, he and I go way back. He's been on my TV show in New York 
when I was a New Yorker, Jerry, now I'm a North Carolinian. I, I don't know if I'm a Durhamite or I'm made of Durham light. I don't know what I'm made of anymore. Jerry Zezima. It took me years to learn how to pronounce his name. Z-E-Z-I-M-A, Jerry, with a J. He writes a humor column that is run in newspapers nationwide and abroad. He wrote writes mostly for his, started with his local paper, and he'll tell you the story. He is the author of only five books so far, but now that he's retired, there could be another book any day now. Based on his self-deprecating view of the world, you're going to hear so much from Jerry, and we all love him. He says, as a chilling example of just how low journalistic standards have sunk. Just let that sink in, sink in, sunk. He's won seven humorous writing awards from the National Society of Newspaper Columnists. Jerry Zezimo, welcome. What were they thinking when they gave you those awards? Jerry, help me out. Uh, I, I think beer was involved in the voting uh, red, so maybe that explains it. But um, now I'm, I'm, uh, they, they lowered their, their standards, obviously, and I'm, I'm very grateful. But um, I, I um, had told you that uh, I'm spectacularly unqualified to do anything else in life. So I write a humor column for uh, Hearst, Connecticut Media Group and uh, Tribune News Service of Chicago. Uh, and if you've ever wondered why journalism is in trouble, it would be because of me. Um, so I've written five books. Uh, the latest one is uh, Every Day is Saturday. And it's um, the subtitle is Sleeping Late, Playing with the Grandchildren, Surviving the Quarantine and Other Joys of Retirement. So I wrote this book right after I retired and um, had a great time doing it. Um, like my other four books, it's a crime against literature. <laughs> Jerry, I remember back back when you were on my TV show, I used to say your books are very functional for propping up the tilted leg of a of a four-leg table. Wobbly, wobbly table legs, wobbly yes. Wobbly tables. And if you suffer from insomnia, you might even want to read them. So. <laughs> Melissa, this is, why, this is why I'm not in sales. <laughs> you just sold me on your book, Jerry. Melissa, have you ever ever met anybody like Jerry? Uh, no, not as funny. Definitely not. <laughs> oh well, thank you. I I, I I I wanted to say your 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 luck ran out tonight. I mean, it was <laughs> you had to meet me sometime, but. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you too, Melissa. Listen, I'm happy the two of you are on the show. The world is going through so much CRAP this year. And we've got so much. Yeah, Jerry. Oh, got... oh, nobody tells me anything. Jerry, you can ask your grandchildren, the older ones, to spell for you what CRAP is. And I'm sure Jerry writes it. We're not going to name his beautiful grandchildren on the show, but he writes about them in his books. And uh, Jerry, you're, you're one of my heroes for taking anything anybody says and turns it, turning it into something that's pleasant and humorous and funny. And do people stop you on the street? Do they know who you are, Jerry? Oh, my God, there's a funny guy. I've been reading his column for 20 years. Um, only the police stop me on the street. <laughs> Um, everyone else runs away. I, I don't know why. I guess I, I guess I guess I'm good for uh, people who take up jogging. They just see me and run. But uh, a lot of a lot of people have said it's like you're living in our house. Um, and my answer to that is actually yes, I am living in your house and you're out of beer. So please go buy some. Wasn't more. your family talking to you? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard that. I, you know, I, I thought the voices oh. were very familiar, Melissa. So maybe, maybe <laughs> Melissa, they are. Melissa, you yeah. you just you just bought yourself membership into the I think the Zezima Club. That was good. That <laughs> very was very good, Jerry. <laughs> hey, 
Yeah. She, she, Melissa, you She's just good. earned your stripes there. You're good. Yeah. That was, I should have warned you about Jerry, but, but there's no way I can, I can warn people. It's so, too late to do anything about it now. It, it, we're here. We're, yeah. we're, we're stuck with each we're other for, for the next 40, <laughs> 50, 47 minutes. So listen, kids, I'm going to call you kids. It's November 2nd, 2020. God help us all. And I'm going to say that we're going to cover a couple of national holidays. Now I started doing this a couple of weeks ago. There are actually lists of national holidays, most of which you've never heard of and you don't care about, but they're really fun to talk about. I had a guest recently who didn't get that these were humorous. I'm warning both of you. They are meant to be, I think, novelties. And I said to her, what do you think about these holidays? And she said, well, I'm way too busy working to celebrate holidays. And she just took it completely. Oh my God. The wrong way. <laughs> okay, we got a case and a half here. Let's, or maybe half a case. So I'm let's. Too busy go. not working. <laughs> I know we we're going to, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so, national holidays this week, November 1st, which was yesterday. I hope you all turned your clocks back, the ones that didn't automatically turn back. Jerry, did you do the clocks? Um, I don't wear a watch. I don't care what time it is. Well, I but had yes, to set the, 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 clock, the clocks turn back. I had to set the stove and the microwave. And yes, those are the two that were manual. I haven't done the car one yet. Melissa, did you set your clocks back appropriately? Uh, no, because I'm in Australia. <laughs> I didn't ah. know that. Yeah, I, I set it back like that. months ago. <laughs> Actually forward, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie? So you had to set your clocks back like 16 hours for us, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Melissa, what time is it there right now? What time is it? Is it is 11, 11 a.m. <laughs> what? And it's 7, 11 p.m. here on the East Coast of the U.S. I am very honored that you are meeting with us. This is what we're, so is it Wednesday there? Is it Tuesday there? What day is it? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. And it, we're... It's, it's, it's June 24th. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's and I'm that's the how much of a gap there is in the time. <laughs> what? I'm going to have to rename this show. It's going to be have to be cool, wacky conversations with creative <laughs> creatives, with pretty funny <laughs> creatives. So listen, let's do the holidays because the holidays are waiting. You know, time has never mind. OK, so November 1st yesterday was National Authors Day, Jerry and Melissa. Whoa. Did you, did you celebrate? You didn't even know. <laughs> no waiting idea. For, waiting for me they to celebrate tell you. every day as and, authors, right? Ex yes, <laughs> Melissa, you're absolutely oh, right. She good. Yeah, Jerry. she's very good. Yeah, Jerry, I know why I invite. I, I had two and a half minutes to meet her at the virtual publicity summit. I said, "There's something special about that lady." I, other than <laughs> yes, she's indeed. gorgeous, she's gorgeous and smart. She's just got this creative. Uh, Melissa, I had really. I must have been intuitive about how. Never mind. Okay, you're you good. And I felt the same about you, Red. Uh, <laughs> I think the show's over. We're just going to sit here and smile at each other. Jerry knows how I feel about him. So in addition to National Authors Day, yesterday was National Calzone Day. Okay, oh. don't, don't say a word. Ooh. It gets better. I have four more. It was National Cook for Your Pets Day. Don't say a word. It was National, Jerry, put your seatbelt on. It was National Men Make, Men Make Dinner Day yesterday. And then okay. today is National Put Out the Fire Day. <laughs> it was... Hold on. It was National Vinegar Day yesterday. Oh, I'm kind of sour on that. <laughs> wow. Listen, yeah. Wow. I know. And it was World Vegan Day. So if you were a vegan man making dinner with vinegar, you could have cooked for your pet. You could have shared the calzone and you could have written a book at the same time. I think that was a splendid day. Don't you? November 1st. I'm exhausted after that day. <laughs> I got to tell you. Who named these? All right. Now, wait a minute. Today. 
this is good. <laughs> it's National Deviled Egg Day. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> He's just over. Wow. Some some days, it, yeah. And when you hear the rest of them, and it's National Recreation Day. Are you? I was. Are you recreating? Don't go there. Are you having a recreational day, Melissa? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Any day could be a recreational day. <laughs> I like that, Jerry. Recre- you're retired. Every day is recreational day. It's re- well, if you get out of bed, that's recreation. So, uh, oh, or maybe not. Jerry. Or maybe not. <laughs> or the opposite. If this, don't- is, this is an adult <laughs> show. Well, yes, that's this, this is an. Ad- this just became an adult show. Okay, November third tomorrow. Other than the official day of election day in the u.s no comments mm-hmm. it's national homemaker day i don't know if anybody is still called homemaker we we stopped calling women state we called them household engineers have you ever heard that word melissa that term household engineers i like it never heard of that before yeah they they want to yeah. stop calling women homemakers jerry homemaker? i guess, I guess uh, melissa and i are uh, literary engineers Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Jerry, have to ask you, your beautiful wife, Sue, I will use her name on the show. Yes. Did you, Was Sue ever referred to as a homemaker early in your marriage? Was she always working outside the house? Um, well, she didn't work outside the house when it rained. So she came <laughs> inside. Um, no, she she was she's everything. She does everything and does it splendidly. She's uh I, I wrote this in the book. You probably read it. If, if it weren't for my wife, I would be either dead or in prison. So, um, well, she, thank you, Sue. Yeah, she's um, she's great. But she's been a teacher's assistant uh, for three decades. And, uh, you know, she works inside the house, outside the house. Well, tell Sue I, we send our gratitude that she let you out, whether it was out of prison or out of the house to be on the show today. <laughs> they used to consider women who didn't work were home raising the kids and mm-hmm. making dinner, right? And making sure the curtains were pressed and that the sheets were clean and maybe ironing the jockey shorts, whoever knew what it's they were a lot doing. Of those work. Days. It it's, is. it's more work than actual work. <laughs> How smart and, is and, this and, you woman? No, Melissa's right. Because Melissa, how smart are you? We, we know that. And you know, you're too young to know that. Seriously. Have you always no, I have with- a kid. I have a kid. <laughs> yeah. In addition yeah. to the work you do with big companies? Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. How old is your child? He's uh, one. Sometimes he goes to Zoom meetings. You know, it's great. <laughs> he adds in that extra bit of creativity. They I'm, love it. <laughs> I'm I've had guests who had cats walking behind them on a mantelpiece <laughs> of a table or in front of them on Zoom. I've never had a one-year-old. If, if never mind, we'll keep we'll keep the children out. Wow, I had no. I I'm just getting to know Melissa. You're a very interesting young woman and homemaker. I think the idea of homemaker today really could be applied in with so many people working from home. We're all homemakers, right? The kids who are homeschooling or schooling from home, the parents who are not going to an office situation anymore, an office setting or for right now, we're all homemakers. So we're going to re we're going to re envision that term. I like that word. It's also, I have to break it to you tomorrow. It's national sandwich day, Jerry. What's your favorite sandwich? Um, Peanut butter. Um, Although today I had a fried meatball sandwich. Yes. Was that like my, Calzone or no? No, like. my my uh, Sue, who was multi talented, she uh, she made uh, meatballs, and um, so I sliced up a couple. 
that were left over and made a sandwich <laughs> out of it. Very. Um, I must say that tomorrow also is the uh, wedding anniversary of my older daughter and her husband. So Lassel uh, Tov. Yeah. Lassel Tov. Very nice. Happy anniversary to them. Yep. I know they're in your books as well, Melissa. What's your favorite sandwich? Ice cream sandwich. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs> You, you have not stopped cool. amazing me, Melissa, since, you, <laughs> since we started the show. Is that on frozen bread? <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes. You know, when we've got nothing in the house, frozen bread it is. Make an ice cream platter in the middle of the frozen bread. It tastes great. You should mm. try, Jeremy. I like I like I'm, that. I'm I, try I that. knew you two would get along together. Okay, the fourth. Let's move on. National. This is weird. National Candy Day, but it's also National Chicken Lady Day. Does anybody know what a chicken lady day is? Because I frankly don't. I'm not but Frank sure. Frank is a hot dog. No. <laughs> isn't the isn't the a chicken lady responsible for the deviled egg day? Oh, <laughs> not if she chickens out. Oh, oh. Mary, that's a feather in your cap. Thank uh, you. Red. Well, <laughs> November fifth is a day that's going to become my new favorite. It's not only American Football Day, not my sport of choice. It's not only National Bonfire Night. It's not only National International Stout Day. That's the beer, not the Ooh, big people. Yes. It's National Hot Sauce Day, but it's National Love Your Red Hair and National Redhead Day. Yeah. <laughs> We've got well, to clap that. There you go. <laughs> it's a day for me. It's a day for my kind. I know. Yeah. I know. And let me finish the rest of the day so we can get to the famous birthdays. The sixth is National Nachos Day. National. So if you didn't have enough calzone and enough chicken dinner and deviled eggs you and cooking with vinegar, Jerry, for, yes, men cook day, you can have nachos. I think it's National Nachos Day like once a month. National Team Manager Day, Matt. National Bison Day, Buffalo Bison. Okay. And here's the best one. The sixth is National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day. Mm. That's so specific. Isn't it, though? <laughs> Isn't it really specific? <laughs> yeah. And the eighth to wash it down. The uh, there was nothing. Only medical holidays on the seventh. The eighth is National Cappuccino Day. Ooh, oh. finally, yes. finally. So if you don't want the stout or to drink the vinegar, some people do for a cleanse. Don't ask me about that. <laughs> no. Or no, or you could have National Cappuccino Day. Thank you both. Now let me tell you the famous birthdays, and then we're. Oh, I have something else to tell you. November second, it is the three hundred sixth day of the Gregorian calendar, and this is a leap year, so it's the three hundred seventh day. And I want you to both to say thank you to Greg. Go ahead, say thank you to Greg. Thank you to thank, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Well, Gregorian calendar, I've been talking about this for years on my show, so I figured I'm entitled to call him Greg. Maybe his mother called him Greggy, Gregor, Gregorian, but we like his calendar because that's the one we use. It's 59 days left till the end of 2020. Now, that means get thee to a liquor store or a still. A still, <laughs> Melissa, is when you manufacture your booze, you're in the backyard Ooh. or in the bathtub. Jerry might remember those days, or he's read about him. He saw him My mom yesterday. used to do that. <laughs> you read about she it did. in my book. she'd make her own wine (laughs) i did that speaking of bathtub did you i i uh, went to a vineyard got some grapes brought them home like um lucille ball did in uh, the i love lucy episode yes stomped on them in the bathtub bottled it uh vintage two weeks brought it back to the vineyard and the winemaker said and i quote it tastes like nail polish remover so uh, yeah either that Plus, or vinegar that's what vinegar day must be <laughs> that's right <laughs> there you go melissa you're rocking this lady i am so yeah. imp- so impressed <laughs> I, 
I met this woman for two and a half minutes two months ago. <laughs> you're, you're, I, okay, I'm spe- I'm almost <laughs> speechless. So get thee to a liquor store, a still, whatever, because there's 59 days left to the end of 2020, and we want to see this year go away, and we want to celebrate hope and optimism that something better, anything better, will happen in 2021. So there you go. And this is also the 44th Monday of the year. Jerry, I know you've been keeping track of Mondays, haven't you? Very important. I have. They, they're my seventh <laughs> favorite day of the week. <laughs> you can't get away. Okay, so let's do the the famous birthdays quickly. And then 1942 goes back a little bit. Stephanie Powers. You might remember her, Jerry, American actress. She starred in Heart to Heart with Robert Wagner TV and movies. Beautiful actress, Melissa. And Heart to Heart was a, I think they were detectives, private detectives. And they were married, Heart, H-A-R-T to Heart, H-A-R-T. And they made, I think, Mm. four movies. And Robert Wagner was quite the heartthrob. And she she was lovely. 1952, Maxine Nightingale was born. The English R&B soul. Remember, Jerry, do you remember the song? Um, get me back where I started from. Get right back to where we started from. Yes, yep. are you familiar with oh, Melissa's dancing? This is good. Yeah. I, I love Zoom. <laughs> I love Zoom. Uh, this is just great. And then we have David Schwimmer, born in 1966, Ooh. and he was Doctor. Remember his name on Friends? Friends. Ross Geller. He was. Yeah. I didn't know he was a paleontologist and. Would you believe this is interesting? I found this out, and Jerry will probably will we'll both appreciate it. When he was at Northwestern University, he was in an improv in an improv group called the No Fun Mud Piranhas. And Ooh. guess what? Famous TV host and political host slash comedian commentator was in his group. You'll never guess. One of the famous nighttime hosts on nighttime TV in the U.S. Stephen Colbert oh. was in David Schwimmer's improv group. Jerry, mm-hmm. shock and amazement, right? Yeah. And one more, Nellie, the American rapper. Do you know what Nellie's real name is? Okay. Not Nelson. <laughs> no. I'm going to tell you. It's Cornell Iral Haynes Jr., born in 74, a.k.a. Nellie, rapper, singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, investor, and occasional actor. Do you think he's acting out right now, Jerry? <laughs> well, uh, as a, as a as a rapper myself, I can tell you. I No, I am. I'm Jay-Z. That's right. Oh. His initials are Jay-Z. Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely oh. right. Would oh, you, yeah. Would you believe... I, <laughs> I named MC. this... You're the MC of the Jay-Z show. Ooh. Show. How, how did this happen? We've taken over, Red. You have. You have. The, 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 the guests are rising up. What am I yeah. going to do? Listen, <laughs> I called this show... With, before I spoke to both of you, this, this episode is called Practical Creativity, Love... <laughs> And laugh at your life. And I think we've just established that we're capable of doing that. So now we have to get a little serious, just a little bit, but please not too much. Don't break the spell. So Melissa, you're up first. I'm going to put you on speaker view. Tell us a little bit about the episode in the pool. Tell us a little bit about uh, how long has it taken you to write the book? Why did you write the book? What do you do with the executives at the big companies you work with in terms Mm -hmm. of creativity for what you call logical problems i'd love to know a little bit take about three or four minutes jerry will be enraptured by whatever you say i know that <laughs> as will i and then i will i'll go back to gallery view ask jerry to respond and jerry you'll tell us a little bit about the current book about something you've written in the book so let's go back and forth on the creativity aspect melissa you're up talk to us yeah sure okay let's start with the book and that chapter of my near drowning episode 
So this is what happened, right? My dad used to take us and throw us in the deep end and that would teach us how to swim. Some of us swam and some of us sunk and I was the one who didn't swim. <laughs> so I never really learned how to swim, but I decided that it was time to take matters in my own hands. So I went up and I jumped off a diving board <laughs> when no one was watching. And I couldn't swim. My sister got me out of the deep end because she fortunately could. Wow. Got me out. I was throwing up like a garden hose. My mom only saw me at the end of the event. And that's what made me realize I need to swim as an adult. I'm not going to let this capture me for the rest of my life. And I think that the default way is actually when we let fears overtake us. I wanted to flip it around, not go with the default and go after swimming as an adult. So here's what I did. I learned about the practical skills of how to swim. I took adult lessons in swimming and I looked like a struggling frog for a long time, especially <laughs> in my green swimsuit. People were out there laughing at this adult woman trying to swim like a frog, right? <laughs> but you know what? Years of practice, years of practice. And I jumped in the middle of the Tasman Sea off a boat by myself and swam to shore just because I wanted to prove myself wrong that I was bad at swimming or any sport for that matter. And I think that's what we do to ourselves. We believe that creativity, we believe that we're born with these skills and we're stuck with them, but actually you can grow at any point in your life. And that's the same thing I translated through to the business world. And you think personal and business is different. It is no different because we are the same people in both places. And a lot of executives, you know, like business people would think, oh, I'm all about logical things. I'm all about making money. But no, actually creativity is much bigger. And that's when you make more money. And Steve Jobs is one of the best people I've ever seen to do that. And after he's been, you know, the, the person who's brought out creativity, everyone else is like, let's do creativity for creativity's sake. And that doesn't work either. The best way to do it is to go in, all in, visualize what you want to do with a logical problem and come up with a creative solution. Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, there was a research study done. And they had all these engineers in the room trying to fix this thing and they couldn't fix it. They threw a, a random person in the room who was an artist. And you know what? The artist asked questions. Those questions got the engineers to build it better. And let me translate that to Steve Jobs. Okay, if Steve Jobs wasn't there to ask those questions, then the engineers would never have built other font types. Can you imagine we'd be stuck with just one font type right now <laughs> amongst <laughs> other things? Okay, so that's how creativity can go from other parts of your life into business and you end up making more money. I mean, do you know Steve Jobs? Yeah, we all do, right? And there's so many more other people like him out there and it resides in you and me naturally, but we've got to get it out of ourselves and we've got to exemplify it every day. And that's what I teach business professionals to do. Yeah. Melissa, that was wonderful. And I have a, a quick story about Steve Jobs before I asked Jerry to, yeah, Jerry's applauding. That was beautiful. Um, I started doing business radio just because 
I thought I was ready for it after about 15 years of hosting this show on different stations. I, I was doing it, Jerry, at WGBB Radio on Long Island in mm-hmm. uh, West Babylon and in a real studio. And then I took it to the Internet and then I took it to different stations. And now I brought it to Voice America Variety. And I think we're moving to the Empowerment Channel soon, which will be fun also. But um I, I approached, this is a strange story. I was hired by the world's biggest business software company because I'm a, I'm a techie. I'm a nerd. I was an early woman programmer analyst way back in the day before you were around, Melissa. Jerry, Jerry was probably well, he's young, a couple of years less than me. So I, I, looked at, I looked at that, Jerry. So uh, the point was that one day my manager said to me, uh, somebody who had a big business radio show on a big station which happens to be Voice America, sent our company a proposal for us to advertise on his show. And my manager had no idea what internet radio was. And she knew that I had my own show called Read My Lips. And she said to me in my real name, not Red, I wasn't Red back then. She said, would you evaluate the proposal and advise me? Should we spend the money on a couple of 30 second ads and banners on this person's show? I took a look at the proposal. I almost choked. And I said to her, give me a couple of days. Melissa and Jerry, I don't know where it came from. I cold called the CEO of Voice America. Wow. And I said, you don't know me and I don't know you. There's old New York joke about that. One hotel room left and the man and woman don't know each other. Yeah, what happens in the room stays. It's an old joke about never mind. Business <laughs> trip. So I said, you don't know me and I don't know you, but I work for, and I gave him the name of the company. I said, you hear, heard of them? He said, of course. And I said, how would you like to help me put together a proposal for my manager for me to host a radio show, a business show, for this company, for my company. And he said, keep talking. And we came up with a proposal. I don't know where I had, the, the word is the chutzpah. I don't know where the brain just just said, go for it. And I went back to my manager and I said, I'm going to, you asked me to evaluate instead of giving a lot of money to this man who has a show that's not our company, let me take my years of radio experience and create a roundtable panel discussion, business thought leadership show. And she thought about it, talked to some of her colleagues. She funded 13 weeks. And I'm telling you the story for a reason. I started my first show, October 5th, 2011. Melissa, that was the day Steve Jobs died. Oh my goodness. I will never forget the day and talk about creativity. He was imagining and envisioning and creating things we didn't know that we wanted or needed in our lives. He changed how we live. He did. He also rocked a black turtleneck and, and white, pure white packaging <laughs> for, for products. Nobody was just packaging in pure white. I mean, you open it, it's like going into heaven when you open an Apple product. I've been buying them since 1988, so I know. But my point was, uh, just a funny story, the first show I had three executives talking about mobility, not phone mobility, business mobility, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two of them were in Europe. One was on vacation. One was on a business conference and they got the time zone mixed up and they didn't show up. And so it's oh. 30 seconds before a live. And I said to the one de- guest who was named Dan, and he, this is before me too. I said, Dan, honey, follow my lead. We're going to talk about mobility for an hour. And he said, Bonnie, honey, I'm with you. And we talked for one hour. I never went back and listened to the show because I was afraid how awful it was. The next week, the guest showed up. The third week, the guest showed up. And then my manager said, I have news for you. And I, I, I was holding on to the desk thinking she hates it. She said, I love it. Go big. I just funded you for a whole year. Whoa. You've got to do a live show every week. And that was nine years ago. And Melissa, Whoa. I have created and launched 52 radio series in these nine Incredible. years. And I've hosted every single one of them. 
including this is my fun show. So I want, when you mentioned Steve Jobs, it just triggered the whole thing of October 5th, 2011. That's one of the trivia questions I ask people when they, when I do a prep call on my shows, Jerry, talk to us a little bit about Melissa's creativity, the idea of diving into a pool, the deep end at the age of three. You didn't mention you were in a polka dot bathing suit. Oh yeah. Polka dot bathing suit. Yes. Jerry thoughts about that kind of creative aspect of uh, getting saved and, finding out that she really wanted to swim. What do you think, Jerry? Well, I, I went off the deep end a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, the old saying, uh, good things come to those who wait. Good things come to those who try. And Ooh. both of you tried. You never know unless you try. And um, it, it worked out for, for both of you. And um, it could work out for, for anyone. Um, but you know, as far as, uh, as, as I'm concerned, um, frankly, I, I've kind of like bluffed my way through everything in life. Um, in the, in the book, uh, my latest book, in fact, here it is. I told you, I'm not really a, a good salesperson, but that's fine. Hold book. it up. Yep. <laughs> um, it's on Amazon along with my other four books it's called every day is Saturday. And, um, I, I wrote it right after I, uh, I retired and I, people say, well, you know, how did you get into, uh, to writing? When did you want to be a writer? And I knew I wanted to be a writer when I was in high school. And as I write in the book, my answer could be encapsulated in one word, <laughs> algebra. I could never do algebra. Now, very quickly, I'll go through this. Uh, people who've had algebra in school will remember yeah. this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> typical algebra problem. The Smiths are leaving New York for Boston at 9 a.m., averaging 55 miles an hour. The Joneses are leaving Boston for New, for New York at 10 a.m., averaging 50 miles an hour. Question, <laughs> at what point? In the 200-mile journey, will they pass each other? No. Answer, who cares? <laughs> really? Anyone I mean, why don't they just ran- follow each other? And then exactly. they don't have to worry about... Well, they Seriously. were going from opposite directions. So. <laughs> exactly. But this is, Melissa, this is true. This is the kind of math problems they would give us in school. Jerry and yeah. I probably are, right. are sort of in the same, in the same uh, range there. And so, it was... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I was always better in, in um, uh, subjects where you really didn't have to know the answer, like English composition. I would just like bluff my way through. I found out I could write well. Um, I, I BSed my way through. So later in college, I, I had a, a BA in political science, but I have always had a BS in life. So, um, <laughs> So and I, found, I found out that I could I could write well. Plus, I was the class clown ah, in no. school, and my professional goal was always to be silly and irresponsible and actually get paid for it. I said, "How can I do this?" So I, I would read my hometown paper, the Stanford Advocate, and I read uh, Art Buckwald and Irma Bombeck, the famous mm-hmm. humor columnists, and yep. I said, "You know, this is what I want to do. It could be like doing stand-up comedy, except you don't have to show up." <laughs> and I, I graduated 
uh, miraculously, um, high school, uh, I bluffed my way into my first job. Um, they gave me a test. You know, fortunately, it wasn't algebra, but um, I uh, I made up silly answers to the questions, and that's what got me hired. They said it shows signs of creativity. So it was a matter of being creative, whether you're in the business world, personal, you use your creativity and it can be a lot of fun to, to achieve your goals. And I always wanted to write a humor column and I worked for nine years before I got one. Uh, and I got it in 1985 and I've been writing this uh, goofball column for 35 years and I love it. Jerry, it shows that humor never goes out of style, right, Melissa? We, yeah. we do take ourselves, especially now with the pandemic, yes. with the change in the world, we're, we're and the election, whatever side you're on or whatever edge you're on, it, we are, we're in times where we're required to all suddenly be very grown up and very serious. But the only way to get through it is to still have a sense of humor, isn't it, Jerry? Yes, I, I, I would say that... Um, <laughs> Never take yourself too seriously, but always take what you do seriously, even if what you do isn't serious, like what I do. Um, <laughs> That's like an algebra equation right there. <laughs> I, I think I just flunked my own good test. At algebra. Yeah. But I'm going to add one more part to it, Jerry. Never take other people too seriously. Melissa, I think this comes from some of, of what you're learning and what you're studying. Never take mm -hmm. other people too seriously. There's that old phrase, never let the turkeys get you down. Well, Thanksgiving's coming up. Good luck with that one. Very, very interesting. Um, to me, I, I the reason I created the show, it's always been Read My Lips Radio, but I decide to call it Cool Conversations with Creatives because I'm always interested. And I'll ask Melissa first and then Jerry, do you think creativity can be taught? Creativity can, or is it something we're born with? Now, Melissa, you talk about, Melissa doesn't believe, Jerry, that we're born with our fears. She thinks they develop over time. And I really like your approach to analyzing if you're fearful of something that you really should be, you really want to do and you're not. Mm. And, and fear is when the body and the mind shut down because we're preserving, we're trying to survive. So Melissa, do you think that creativity can be taught you, you teach it or consult yeah. on it with executives? What's your thought yeah. on, are we, is your child, is your one-year-old born with creativity or does the okay. school, is the school going to squelch that creativity? What do you think? <laughs> Go ahead, Melissa. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, a lot of people go, oh, what can my child learn from me? But I will flip that question around and say, what can you learn from your child, your one-year-old? You know, we start off sitting up straight and then we slouch. We start <laughs> off being creative and then we stop. So is it an inborn aspect in us that's depleted over the years because of feedback from other people that's negative? That kills our creativity. That is my question to your question, because <laughs> I love for people to evaluate that in their own heads and tell me what they think based on what I just said, right? Creativity is deep within you. Whether you find it or not is entirely up to you. Interesting. Answering wow. a question with a question, uh, my, my, my people do that all the time. No? <laughs> what? <laughs> so? And they ask the question. But, but I, it's reminding me of what I understand is the job of a, of a psychotherapist. A ther I don't like the word psychotherapist, Jerry, because it implies they are, you know, 
Like the first part. Yeah. So a therapist, <laughs> the job is not for them to give you the answers. Doctor, what's wrong with me? What should I do? You don't, yeah. a coach shouldn't even help you. They're not giving yeah. you the answers. They're helping you hold up the mirror mm. and look. And Jerry's going to make a joke about this any second. I'm just waiting for him to bubble up here. Hold up the mirror. <laughs> well, and they're supposed to help you figure out what you need to do by mirroring uh, with you what the issues are and helping you find the answers. Jerry, have you ever been, oh, personal Well, question. you know, I, I've been in therapy. You, I, I, I no, I I I would have driven the doctors crazy. Um, <laughs> then I would have taken the couch home. Um, I was, don't make I was, don't make the host choke on her own laughter. That's not well, not the nice. Jokes Jerry. on you. The chokes um, on me. There you go. I, I was never afraid of anything until mm. I started shaving. I had to look in the mirror. So uh, <laughs> then then my my greatest fears came out. Um, but, um, <laughs> so did the whiskers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least, at least up here, <laughs> Melissa, that was your line. I <laughs> took it. <laughs> Go ahead, Jerry. But I like what, uh, Melissa said about, the um, confusion, uh, for, for kids about, you know, they're, they're told sit mm. down and sit up. Yeah. Okay. Well, which one do you want me to do? Yep. Sit down or sit up? I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> and, and yes. And, and I, I like what you said about what you can learn from, uh, from your kids. I mean, mm. my um, my grandchildren range in age from seven to uh, to one year old uh, twins, and they're all more mature than I am. Um, <laughs> so I do learn a lot from them. Yeah, but um, no, I I tend mm. to take the opposite view. I mean, um, of anyone else, really, because I'm you know I I. I do things and I, then I take them like one step further than any normal person would take them because of course I'm not normal, but, um, then that's how I, I find things to, uh, to write about. You almost have to have a, a, a good eye, whether it's for something <clears throat> yep. to write about, whether it's for, um, what you can learn from, from kids. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We, Art Buckwald, I, I mentioned him earlier. Yes, a great humorist. He um, he had a great speaking career as well as a great uh, writing career, and and he would address um, high school and college graduates, and he would give his speech, and at the end, he would always tell the graduates, "We adults have left you a perfect world. Don't screw it up." Mm. Um, <laughs> and naturally, he was he was kidding. Naturally, he was kidding, but. Of course. Um, you know, uh, some of the greatest wisdom comes from the mouths of babes. So, do you remember Jerry the TV show? I think you do called Kids Say the Darndest Thing, hosted yeah, with Art Linkletter. Yeah, Art Linkletter. Do you remember yeah. Melissa? Yeah. I searched for his book years after it went out of print. I think I have a copy here with my thousand books from radio guests over the years. But it was it was classic. And when I had my TV show on Long Island, uh, Jerry and Melissa, it was it was still called. I still do it occasionally. I use radio shows sometimes and turn them into TV shows because I I can't be in a TV studio right now. I can't have guests in my home to to interview mm. them. So right. uh, and this is ready made. So I might ask the two of you if we could turn this into a thirty minute TV show with your permission, and I'll just edit it down to about thirty minutes. I think it'd be fun because we're on Zoom. So, why not? Yes. What you should do is just 
put on Melissa and take me out. Here's the 30 minutes. <laughs> no, pretty hard we, need you. we need your jokes, Jerry. The interaction is one. I don't hear that no, too often. I have no clue what I was just about to say. You're, you're, you're creating a TV show and uh, Melissa and I oh, are yeah. the executive producers. Here you go. And I, right, we're getting the big bucks, right? Jerry, oh, I, put, yeah. I put an ad, me too. I put an ad in the Great Neck Record and I asked people if they could bring their children and their grandchildren to the TV studio. And I picked, I interviewed the kids and I picked three kids to sit on tall stools in the, in the studio with me in the middle, four kids, two on each side. And I created a studio audience in this little tiny studio with parents and grandparents. And I had questions, nothing that was going to get the kids in trouble, nothing political. This was a lot decades ago. And we had a blast just asking the kids about their favorite, this or that, or what did your mommy tell you, your daddy tell you? Nothing. It was, you know, too dicey, but we just had a ball. And I tried to recreate the concept of kids say the darndest things. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun. Fun and very telling. The kids are so bold and so outspoken with what's on there. They're unfiltered. That's the answer. Yeah. They're not yeah. filtered. Do you find that, Melissa? Melissa, so you have a one-year-old, so you're just embarking yeah. on uh, my kids. My daughter's going to be 47 tomorrow. My son wow. is five years older. Whoa. My grandchildren are in college. One is, I forget, I think one's 19 and the other one's 21. <laughs> she just voted for the first time. So I've been through this cycle for many, many years. Jerry, I, I don't have little grandkids. They're far away and they're all grown up now. So I I envy in a way, I envy you for your, your closeness with your grandchildren. And Melissa, you're going through a wonderful time of life where you get to help mold and direct yeah. and carve a path for a human a human being who's part of you. How exciting. To, yeah. I, I have to ask you, Melissa, tell me a little bit about what is life like in Australia these days? What, what, yeah. how, how do you live? What do you do? Uh, where do you live? No, nothing too personal, but Jerry, we're curious, right? What is life in Australia like? Jerry's dying to say he's curious about it, but he's gonna let me do that because I'm the host. Go ahead, Melissa. I'll use one word. Awesome. Life <laughs> in Australia is Awesome. If you wanted, you could go to a beach every day for the next 29 years and you wouldn't complete all the beaches in Australia. And they're free here. <laughs> so, I mean, that's one of the reasons. Um, the weather's great and, you know, people are lovely. Uh, I miss Americans and the American humor, but I mean, I get to hang out with you guys on Zoom. So, you know, well, it's thank you. So where did you grow up, Melissa? Tell us a little bit about your yeah. background. Where I, there's a beautiful... There's a, a beautiful edge to your speaking. I don't know whether it's an accent or what is it, but give us a little background, please. Yeah, I've won the award for the weirdest accent in the world. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Um, I was born in Bahrain, which is the Middle East. It's an hour from Saudi Arabia. It's a small island that people do not know about. I lived there for a year, went to Abu Dhabi, which is next to Dubai. And I lived there for 10 years. Um, my father had this massive business, booming business. I used to roam around in Rolls Royces. The next week, we were in India, uh, sleeping on the floor in a one-bedroom apartment. And that's all written down in the book. But how we lived through those moments and kept the humor is an important part to read about as well, because you can be happy no matter what the times throw at you. Okay, so I lived in India for the next seven years, and I moved to Australia by myself um, at the age of 18 to Melbourne. And then I moved to Sydney. That's the story. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I should have asked at the beginning of the show, but that's that's quite a history. 
do you have a favorite place? It sounds like Australia is now. Why, why Australia? What brought you, may I ask, what brought you to move around the world to Australia? Yeah, sure. So I believe that education was the biggest way for me to accomplish something amazing in my life. I wasn't going to let um, what was bestowed on me become part of who I was. I wanted to be so much more. And education in Australia or the United States were the best opportunities at the time. I also gave my SATs and my vocabulary grew tenfold. <laughs> I'd never done a reasoning test in my life before that. I'd only done essays. That's the way Indian education was. But um, I wanted to go further with my education. I wanted to do the reasoning. And that's when I uh, had two choices, America or Australia. And both of them kind of came through, but my sister was going to move to Australia. So I moved here instead. Yes. Instead. <laughs> and my other say? sister lives yeah. in New Jersey. So that's oh. interesting. Yeah. Well, well, can I say we always make jokes about people who live in New Jersey. Yes, I, <laughs> I have relatives in New Jersey. Yes. What can I tell you? I had a, a science teacher who a chemistry teacher used to talk about the the scent when you went from New York over to New Jersey. It was it was a chemical scent. We'll, we'll just leave that at a very polite level. Jerry, have you ever been to Australia? No, although my column has been. Oh, uh, tell us. Pray tell. It, it, it ran in uh, in uh, the Sydney Herald, I think it was. Oh, wow. And uh, it also has run in um, the Gulf Times in Dubai. So um, I, 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 have, I have vicariously been in, in those places. Um, I'm hoping I can uh, convince the IRS to, to uh, uh, accept <laughs> mileage so I can write it off. Jerry, but I no, have a I, question. I have not been, I've not been to Australia. I would love to go. Jerry, has your column when it's been in, in, the, in the Middle East, in there, was it translated? How do you translate humor, or is it always staying as an English language column? Curious. Well, some people think I don't even write in English, but um, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's another matter. No, it runs in the English language uh, papers. Yeah, uh, because humor time. is humor is hard to translate, isn't it? It's it's contextual. It's it's cultural. It's uh, you, you need the reference points, right? I, I don't even worry about that, Red. Uh, I just write. Um, my, my main goal is to make deadline. Um, <laughs> well, really, um, make deadline happy, make deadline. Yes. Right. Um, and I, I, I write as, as a reader and, um, mm -hmm. to just think, you know, what, what would people be interested in? What would they laugh at? And, um, I just, I just do it. I write it. And uh, if it gets translated into another language or it appears, you know, uh, in Australia or mm -hmm. Dubai or wherever, wonderful. That's uh, that's great. And Jerry, do you ever have a day where you hit a writer's block? And is your column daily? You're still doing a daily column? Or daily? Weekly? No, no. I, I would have even fewer brain cells than I do now. <laughs> okay. um, Week weekly? It, it's weekly. Well, it depends how you spell weekly. But, uh, <laughs> e -E, oh, my not goodness. E W-E-E-K-L-Y, the calendar no, it's, weekly. It's, it's once a week. And um, no, you know, uh, so much is made of, uh, of writer's block. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, that's overdone. Why don't you have the same thing in other professions? You know, like surgeon's block. 
Oh God! Oh yeah, like yeah, you're, you're holding. That would be a, devastating. A, a heart and you're, and, and, now oh, what? Jerry, don't. This or, is getting a bit. <laughs> well, even 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 like accountants block, which would be of course H and R block, but um, <laughs> but oh, no, it, it, it's it's over. It's overdone. I think um, you know people say you know how do you come up with your ideas and and, and all that. Mm-hmm. You just look around. It's what you make of it. And yeah. and how you do it, I think. But no, it, it's it's seldom a, a problem. I'm I'm very happy to hear that. And and I know you probably get ideas from everyday life because you talk about your family and your life, Jerry. There's an ease at which you approach the humorous parts, and I think you just take everyday topics and you make them humorous because you see the way you use language to find the comedy to find those puns, those double entendres. I'm a big fan of yours, Jerry Zezima. I, I think you're wonderful. And Melissa, I'm your, you. new, I'm your new biggest fan. I think this is, <laughs> listen, we have four minutes left. Josh has just told me. Everybody say thank you to Josh for being our engineer. Thanks, thank you, Josh. Josh. Thank you, Josh. There we go. Now, before we end, I'm going to do a quick lightning round question I didn't tell you about before, but I'll start with Melissa. If you had to leave the house in a hurry, Melissa, what mm-hmm. would you take with you? And don't, I, I know you take your phone and I know you take yeah. your baby yeah. <laughs> and I know you take your That's keys important. if you have a car. So, and <laughs> I would always take my lipstick. So Melissa, what are three things you would take that would tell us a little bit about you really, really fast, Jerry, you can think about what you put in a shopping bag or a knapsack or over your shoulder. Or, and I know you take Sue and your phone and your car keys. Melissa, what are three things that would be interesting that you would take with you if you had to leave? Just like that. Okay. So this actually happened to me and I'll say it really quickly. An alarm bell rang. I had to leave the house in a hurry, but I was sleeping. I woke up, I ran outside and I found myself with these three things. One of them was the book. The second thing I took at the time the baby wasn't born was my husband. And the third thing that I took was some clothes. <laughs> well, that sounds like a very wise decision, and I'm sure yes. the na- I'm sure the neighbors were sorry you took them. Never, <laughs> never mind. I hope they were beautiful clothes. I'm sure they were. Thank you, Jerry. If you had to leave the house in a hurry, aside from Sue, what would you take with you? Well, it's really cold today, so I would take clothes. I think that, uh, that would be <laughs> two, very important. Two other two other things, real fast. Um, a uh, a notebook and a pen. Oh, I always, always, always have a notebook and a pen. Actually, I take two pens in case one of them runs out of ink. Um, But yes, I don't go anywhere except possibly the shower without um, a notebook and uh, and a pen. We'll have to know who you're going to run into, what's going to happen. Or the ink will run in the shower, who you're going to run into. Sorry, oh, that was goodness. a very bad one. The ink <laughs> yeah. will run. We, we have to get you a waterproof tablet, Jerry. I would bring my yeah. iPad and, and a plug-in. And well, a waterproof tablet is aspirin. Look, pen in a phone. There you <laughs> go. There you go. <laughs> I want to thank both of you. We're almost, almost there. Josh is keeping me apprised. One minute till close. He is really good. Stick around because we'll do a little a debriefing chat at the end. Melissa Concesio, what a delightful person you are. Your enthusiasm, you're, I, I hate to use it, you're just bubbling with enthusiasm and joie de vivre and zest for life. I'm I'm such a fan of yours. You're lovely. You're smart. You're witty. You're you're a lovely guest. Thank you so much for coming Thank to the you, room Ray. to meet me at the summit. Jerry Zesima, what can I say? It took me years to learn how to pronounce your name, and I finally did it. <laughs> I, Jerry, I, I, I couldn't pronounce it until I was in high school. So I'm sure. 
And Jerry, I needed a guest in a hurry. And I found, I said, I know where he is. He's on Facebook. And you know what, Melissa, Jerry's one of the few people when you make a comment or a thumbs up, a like, anything on anything he posts, he sends you a thank you note or he mentions oh, you. It mentions I'm going to comment you. all the time, Jerry. Jerry, okay. you, you two are going to connect. Anyway, Feel let's free. just wave our hands and say thank you. And as I always say at the end of my shows to our listeners, thank you for listening. Be safe, be smart, be savvy. And I'm going to add, try to be sane. We're just going to leave it there. Radio Red signing off. Everybody say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.